sound of Elstonation, full of what some would classify as a pandemic-scoring disease in your ear holes. It's taken me down to a register which is just sensual for your ear holes. And welcome to Wargamers Anonymous. Hey. <laughs> so for this episode, we're going to be charging everybody £3 a minute to listen to Elston's voice. I think that's about the going rate. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, women... Just hold on to the desk and squeeze your legs together. It's, oh uh, yeah. It, don't worry. It's, a, I understand what I'm going to do to you today and it's fine. Don't <laughs> feel embarrassed. It's, it's not, it's all natural. And on that absolutely amazing bombshell, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Wargamers Anonymous, your one-stop shop for all your wargaming needs. This is a super special bonus episode because we are switching the weeks that we release episodes. Um, Long story short, I'm swapping the weeks that I have my son. So we're swapping the weeks that we release episodes. So it will now be on the alternative Monday um, that it used to be. Mm. So we either had to miss a week or do an extra episode. And we didn't want to leave you guys hanging. So here is an extra episode. As always, I am joined by Elston from Elstonation, my superstar co-host, um, who is feeling a little bit under the weather today, as you probably guessed from that uh, <laughs> sensual intro. Elston... I mean, right. I, f I feel like it's an obvious uh, answer, but how are you? <laughs> I am full, full of disease. I am, uh, Papa Nurgle has got me. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, everyone in the world, I know this is tentative subject and everything like that, but I've got COVID. It sucks. I'm okay. I'm just, it just sucks right now. So uh, I'm surviving, I'm drinking plenty of liquids, um, I'm battling on um, anyone that's had it, I feel for you, I know your pain now, this has been going on for five days for me, and it's it's still not letting up on me yet, So, which is quite a long time for me in illnesses, to be fair, uh, like three days is a max, and then I'm in recovery mode, so this is... Uh, yeah, <laughs> appreciate all those people that had COVID. They're like, yeah, wait till you get it. I've got it. So, um, but to look on the upside of things, my voice has dropped down to a register, which is just sensual, to be honest <laughs> with you. Um, I feel like James Earl Jones and me could, we could have a talk off and Morgan Freeman could judge it. And you know what? <laughs> Everyone would just have orgasms in their ears and it would just be sensual. It would be the best thing you could ever listen to. Ever. Yeah, well, I mean, I went from six to midnight when I started talking to you earlier on. Um, so... <laughs> um, but yeah, well, thank you very much for, for still taking the time to come and join me today, bud. Um, I, I would I, not miss it. <laughs> I, I appreciate um, you are not feeling your best, but we're going to do a little bit of a different episode today. Um, there will be no snack attack later on. Spoilers. Uh, I can't we'll, taste anything right now either, so it doesn't and, make any difference. And we'll also uh, not be doing a book club this week. We're just going to have a bit of a, a catch up uh, to start off with. And then we'll get on to the main topic and we'll uh, just do that. It's a bonus episode. It might end up being a little bit shorter than normal, uh, but we'll see. We'll see how we go. Um, yeah. Yeah. We so, we didn't want to leave you out high and dry. So uh, I'm here to make you wet again. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this, right. this show is going to be full of this. So everyone brace yourself, buckle up and get some tissues. 
Oh my god, Elston. Um, I know you've. Got, you've <laughs> sorry, I'm just trying to make up for the 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 deep end. Um, yeah, you go you go super high. I'll mm-hmm. just stick at this register. Is that what we should do? We should swap round this week. So, like, yeah, normally your voice is usually higher than mine, and I'm the deep one. So, like, because uh, you're you can't do high this week. So maybe I should just talk like this instead. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's do it. Let's, I'm, uh, not, I'm, you, not, I'm not doing that for the entire episode. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. So, other than like, obviously, you, you've not been well this week, um, mm-hmm. and I, I've had COVID. Uh, I, I don't think I suffered quite as much as you're doing, but uh, no. I know that it's rough. Uh, have you managed to get any hobby done since we last uh, recorded? Have you managed to do anything yeah. at all? Yeah, I have actually. Wow. Um, Elston, the absolute machine. Not even COVID can stop. Yeah, right. Now, so interesting thing, obviously, when you've got COVID, um, your breathing isn't on top form. So I didn't really want to do any airbrushing because that involves having a mask on. Uh, same with gluing and stuff like that. Although before I got COVID, I managed to glue loads of heresy space marines together from my selection found found out i've got about 60 70 marines so i put all of those together because heresy today is heresy release day um for when you're listening to it it'll be like a couple of days after but for today this is when the box set comes out so um mm-hmm. i'm super hyped about that um anyway when covid struck um I was itching to do something and I honestly, I, I couldn't carry on with priming everything. I couldn't go ahead and try and like figure out any kits that I missed that needed assembling or anything like that, like assembling any more heresy stuff. So I turned back to what I think we can all agree is the funnest part of this, the painting aspect. So I picked up my paintbrush for the first time in, I want to say four months. Wow. Yeah, right. It's and I painted up uh, Cyclops from Marvel Crisis Protocol. Oh, I saw uh, the picture of that actually. Yeah, it looked mm, good. Did I send you the picture of Magneto? No. I've. Uh, I will. I will <laughs> send you quickly a picture of Magneto. I yes, painted please up Mag- do. I painted up Magneto in an alternate color scheme. And, um, yeah, I was quite, quite happy about that as well. So, um, should be coming across to you right about now. Um, I'll put, hopefully I can find a link to my Instagram or something like that, where I can, uh, post pictures of these. Um, so I had quite a lot of fun painting again and i realized how much i missed it and i realized also how fast i still am because like cyclops was done in about an hour and a half and i was like wow i can still do this and that magneto uh, is 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 gorgeous yeah right it's uh even i was like oh man this is good i like this so um uh, what what rust have you used though on the base (laughs) I used the I tried using the dirty down rust effect stuff. Um it's not quite working how I want it to, to be honest. Um it, I I think I still need to practice with it a bit more to like get the hang of it. Because at the moment it's just going dark brown and yeah. I'm like uh, See what you need to do is get yourself some iron powder. Uh, <laughs> here it is. Hashtag plug. <laughs> Here it is. Uh, as as my voice is there to make people wet, 
Pickle is also going to plug you. Yep. Yeah. Um, um, anyone that is interested in uh, what I was joking about, uh, there is a video over on Geek Gaming Scenics for making your own rust. Um, literally, just actual rust. It's not even rust effect. Yeah. It is just rust, uh, and it looks amazing. Um, check out the it, video that came out uh, yesterday, as you're listening to this on the Monday, uh, over on Geek Gaming Scenics, uh, where you can see it used on models as well. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I am really tempted to try out that method because it is just well, it's rust. It, Honestly, it's like hard you, to you've, beat it, right? You've seen you've seen the the pictures and stuff of it on the bits of terrain that we did when we were first mm. trying it out. We have since, uh, like, sort of. Not, I want I want to say perfected. That means it sounds like it's perfect, but we've played about with it a bit more um refined the video, it. yes refined that's the correct word the video that's coming out tomorrow um or yesterday as people are listening to this um mm. we use it on a load of nurgle stuff and nice. it looks amazing um i'm looking forward to that video yeah the um yeah that technique is pretty sound and as i said i do want to try and give it a try but um i just gotta wait till uh nurgle leaves me alone for a little bit so i can mm-hmm. uh, attempt it the only thing i think i being careful with that is like how much you put on because i think it looks from the photos i saw it's like if you put too much on it will completely obscure detail but oh yeah guess if, if, it- you, if you proper dope it on then yeah, mm. it does. Like if that's if you want like really like heavily corroded stuff. Mm. Um, what we ended up doing is obviously applying it a bit uh, thinner and a bit more sort of selectively, so that it is more adding that little yeah. bit of texture and goes goes a bit more orange if you put it on lighter rather than just going dark and, and gumpy. Mm, right. So it's a case of like thin and thick, basically. Yeah, it, yeah. It depends. Like you apply as much as you want to get the effect that you want, sort of thing. So- so everyone, if you like him thin, or you like him <laughs> thick, they've got you covered. Thick yep, and true. thin. Uh, what I'll what I'll try and do if you can if you send me over the picture of Cyclops as well is I'll put the, the mm. pictures up uh, on the YouTube version as well. So anyone's watching oh, on YouTube, okay. you'll be able to see the pictures pop up. Um, yeah, I shall send them across momentarily. But how about yourself, good sir? What have you been working on? Um, I've not actually. So since the last time we spoke, that was Friday last week uh, when we recorded. <laughs> um, I have. I can't remember if I'd started doing the troll that I was working on. Oh, no. I'm not sure you had. Well, you hadn't mentioned it. You said you were going to be working on it, but yeah. um, I so don't I, think you'd start I think I'd, I think, because I've not done anything this week, I think I started working on that on the Sunday. Uh, Saturday, mm. I went to London with Pirate Queen Pickle. We went to uh, go and watch the uh, Back to the Future musical, and we had another wander around. How was that musical? I've, I've, I've never heard of a Back to the Future musical, so I was like fascinated by it. Honestly, it was so good. If you, yeah. I don't know if you're into musicals or not. Um, I, can, I can appreciate them. I like The Greatest Showman a hell of a lot. So yeah, if uh, if you if you've even got like a vague sort of passing appreciation for musical theatre, um, and I mean, I'm assuming you like Back to the Future because everybody mm-hmm. likes Back to the Future. Then yeah. I would say go and watch this if you get chance because it is. Like, not just... It, the musical itself is absolutely fantastic, but then all the sort of uh, practical effects and and special effects are absolutely insane. 
Because like going into okay. it, I, I'd, I'd purposefully like not watched any like previews or looked at anything. I'd not listened to the soundtrack or anything because I wanted to go in blind. And, yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, sometimes when you go to watch uh, musicals that are adaptations of like films and stuff, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. sort of go, oh, I wonder how they're going to do that. And you think, oh, like I, coming from a, a theatre background, I sort of, like an amateur theatre background, I sort of go, oh, well, they'll probably have to like change that or they'll have to do this differently or that's probably not going to look great. And then you're going to watch mm-hmm. it and they just do everything. And you're like, oh my God. <laughs> it's like it's so good the uh, basic uh uh plot for the musical is it, it is the first film it is the first back to the future film. Oh, okay. uh, there's a, a couple of little tweaks done um but like by and large it is it is that plot beat for beat um but done cool. in a musical version and yeah it, it was fantastic uh so that was cool uh we nice. went to we went to a couple of little game stores we went to one called uh okay it was called orcs cavern or orcs something um, okay there was like a tiny little game store mostly board games um right in london that was uh it was just down the road from uh the games workshop so just off tottenham road um in london mm-hmm. and then we also went to uh forbidden planet which was just up the road as well nice uh bought a, co- a few bits um what did i buy a couple of t-shirts and uh, a couple of the bits, a couple of pin badges, um, some no. uh, uh, Galaxy Quest t-shirts, me and Pirate Queen Pickle got. And then I got a t-shirt from the Back to the Future musical as well. Um, nice. So that was cool. We also met up with Michael from Nat One Videos. Uh, we had a couple of drinks yeah. with him after the show. We very, very nearly missed our train home uh, because we had <laughs> we had an extra drink when we should have been leaving, really. But um, <laughs> like, I, I, when I say we very nearly missed it, I mean, literally, like, we got there with three minutes to spare. Um, uh, very <laughs> close. Yeah, very, very close. Um, but it was a fantastic day. And then, yeah, on the Sunday, uh, going back to what I, what I've been working on, uh, I started work on the uh, Mountain Troll from uh, Atlantis Miniatures. Uh, not at, well, mm. it is Atlantis Miniatures, but it's uh, blue. It's going to be blue giant. Blue it's giant. It's going to be it. the yeah, overall yeah. umbrella. Um, I'll put a picture of the work in progress up on here. Uh, I'm doing this for a video, um, which will hopefully be out in the next uh, couple of weeks at some point. Um, I'm hopefully going to get that finished later today. Actually, I'm going out for my hair cutting. Uh, don't worry, I'm not having it all cut off. Uh, but I'm going to have my haircut after I've recorded this, and then when I get back, the plan is to finish painting that and filming it, and then get it edited so that it can it can go out later on this month. Um, nice. Other than that, I have not really done a lot of hobby this week. I have been uh, it's been the first week back like in work. Um, mm-hmm. Luke's been back. Luke got back uh, from holiday, so we've been, I've been back in filming uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then Thursday, Friday, I've been at home editing um, the video that will be coming out on tomorrow, Sunday. Um, nice. So, so yeah, it's been a busy week this week, and and it's been bloody warm. Um, so yeah, like, right. I have planned a few th- times to in the evening to sit down and paint, but then the side of it's- the house where my uh, studio is, where I, I do my painting, that is the side that the sun is on in the evening. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's it's been a bit too warm. So I've sort of ended up not doing anything most of the week. Yeah, the problem is when it's too warm, it makes things wet. 
Yeah, right. it, it it does do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm making that. the most of why I've got this voice going on. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna fill your ear holes full of sugar candy. Um, oh I'm, I'm not actually joking. That this is my voice right now. So, yeah, he's yeah. not putting it on. He's no, not putting I, it on. This, yeah, this is just me for the foreseeable future. <laughs> um, but yes, um, it's Horace, Horace Heresy Day today. Uh, the Heresy mm. uh, box is finally out, or it will be in about an hour when shops open, mm. Um, mm. or if shops are already open. I mean, I know some people that had that have ordered it online that uh, got their delivery yesterday. Um, I mean, so. I think, yeah, some people um, either know the managers of stores or something like that, because it was funny that... Um, yeah, they got it, and then the heresy trading site was just bombarded with uh, Mark Six Marines, Spartan Tank, Praetors, yeah. and they're just basically stripping the kits down. And I was like, this is what Troll Trader does, so why do you... Uh, anyway yeah yeah, yeah. it's the same yeah. old it's the same old stick. People buy the box set and then sell the individual parts for more so that yeah. they can make money on it. It's what people do, like if yeah. you desperately, desperately, desperately need those models, maybe pick them up, but try to avoid it and try and discourage people from doing it because, mm. I mean, but, to be honest, like I don't understand. It shouldn't be an issue with this because the box set, it's not a limited thing. It's a stock item now. Like it is just available. Um, it's just weird, right? It is it's weird. Just, but it's, it's just yeah. weird that, but I, I guess not everyone wants to fork out 130. 40 150 quid for this box so yeah if they just want the spartan then fair enough i guess yeah, it's yeah, one, yeah, of the, yeah. one of those things so but yeah heresy day it's uh it's here it's arrived and mine should be coming in the post at some so point so you're so. you've already started work on your heresy stuff because you had some stuff already mm. from um <laughs> is it all like is it all forge world the stuff that you've got that it's all resin stuff uh, no, it's a bit of a mix and match. Um, I, I thought, I thought of... like this is. I don't know a lot about heresy from before now, but I thought that the big mm. deal about this was that it was all in plastic now. So I thought it was all in resin before, or is that not mm. the case? Not quite the case. Um, so what you had was it was originally all in resin. You are correct in that aspect, but a couple of years back they released um, uh, uh, Betrayal at Cow's box set. Right. Um, what that contained was, uh, for the first time, it had was it cataphracty terminators, cataphracty terminators, which are like the kind of squarey, boxy shoulder pad terminators. Mm-hmm. That was the first time they'd shown up in plastic. Um, it had Mark IV Marines, which again, first time they'd shown up in plastic. A Contemptor, first time that shown up in plastic, and. Uh, I can't remember what else. And that was kind of the first dabble into heresy and plastic stuff. So there there was that. And then after that, they did the burning of Prospero. Um, again, new types of Terminators, the Tartarus types, which are kind of look like mini contemptors. Um, first time they showed up in plastic, then they released Mark III Marines with that box set, which are like, uh, we call them shovel face. Um, they're basically big, boxy like up armored marines um yeah. uh, they showed up in plastic custodies showed up in plastic sisters of silence showed up in plastic 
um, and against some lords. So there's been a smattering of plastic heresy for a while, um, to be honest with you. It's just just never been a um, full games workshop are pushing this as a game system itself. Um, those two previous box sets had their own like board game sort of associated with it. Right. Okay. So they were technically a independent game, um, mm-hmm. like a specialist game effectively, but everyone was just going to get the model so they could play with Fortwell heresy stuff. Right, uh, right, right, right. Right now, what they've done is games workshop are like, this is a new game system it's going to be in plastic and it's like, Ooh. So it's now like a, a, a fourth, like, I know obviously games where yeah. there's a lot of different games, but like their, their big games are 40 K age of Sigma, Lord of the Rings. And now they've got heresy, heresy. As like a fourth yeah. one. That's the intention yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's looks like the way it's rolling. So, um, hopefully there's enough traction with it that will carry on. Um, but they have said that there's a lot of new plastic kits coming out. Um, mm-hmm. there is a plastic Leviathan dreadnought. Have you seen one of those before? I've not. No. All right. Um, have a look when you get a chance, a Leviathan dreadnought. Um, they are, a chonky, chonky boy, chonky boy. I'll take um, a look. They, uh, yeah. So they're coming out, and everyone's got suspicions that jet bikes are on their way, um, various other bits and bobs. So everyone's kind of leaning towards and hoping towards that most of the Forge World kits are now going to be coming out in plastic, which mm-hmm. means probably cheaper and more accessible because you'd be able to buy them in store rather than having to order through Forgeworld and deal with resin. So, cool. yeah. That's, well, that's, that's speaking, about, um, speaking about Games Workshop uh, box games, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, with some of those, uh, the main topic for today's show, we thought we'd just sort of take it easy and do some mm-hmm. that we can just have a bit of a chat about uh, and give you guys something to listen to. So today we're talking about our favourite Games Workshop uh, box games. Um, mm. so that's because uh, like we spend a lot of time talking about Age of Sigma and 40k uh, a little bit of Lord of the Rings when we had Benji on uh, but we've not really spoken about a lot of the uh, the smaller games like the box games or the smaller skirmish games um, mm. so we're talking sure. things like Mordheim Hero Quest uh, Blood Bowl um, uh, even stuff like uh, Necromunda and uh Warcry and all that sort of stuff, like the smaller games that maybe don't get as much attention as the the big army games. Um, yeah, and just talking about a couple of our favourite picks and why we like them and um, what we'd like to see maybe as well. Like if if Games Workshop was to release a new like smaller game, what would we like hmm. to see? So Elston, would you like to kick us off? What is your yeah. all time favourite box game from GW? Yeah, right. So I've got a good one for you. Um, now, um, everyone might have heard of Warhammer Quest, uh, Curse City, uh, Shadows Over Hammerhold, or whatever it was mm-hmm. called, Silver Tower. Silver um, Tower, yeah. B- uh, Blackstone Fortress, stuff like that. Uh, Warhammer Quest had a original game called surprisingly enough warhammer quest (laughs) and it's my favorite game still to this day 
Um, wow. I, I don't have another game that kind of holds a candle to it. Um, in the aspect of it is kind of simple, kind of complex at the same time, and it's it's got the elements of what I, I envisage of classical, great team working or um, just just a general you're going to have a good time playing this um, Warhammer Quest um, is effectively board game version of D&D mm-hmm. um, you, you have your characters you set them up with the stats that they're going to have you pick your equipment your gold and everything like that and uh, then you would go into a dungeon and you would maybe have to slay a monster or something like that as you go through the dungeon you would encounter other monsters traps stuff like that um the board would evolve on you so you wouldn't know what it looks like right. uh, so as you go into each room that you would find out what the next room looks like uh, very much akin to uh, if anyone played old hero quest much like that, although Hero Quest was a case of you kind of knew the layout, kinda. You just didn't know where the doors were and stuff yeah, like that oh, to get and into what was rooms. In the rooms. Yeah, Warhammer Quest, you it's all based on tiles. So you would have, for example, your starting tile, your characters would sit on it, and there would be a door at one end, and you wouldn't be able to see anything else. And then when they get to the door, you you basically say, do you want to go through? Do you want to have a look? What do you want to do? And then you would attach another tile once they'd had a look or investigated or done X, Y, Z. Um, what we did is we kind of hybridized it a little bit and we integrated elements of D&D into our game system. So um, out, of the, out of the base game, um, it might not be as fantastic for yourselves, but what we did was we we added elements to it to make it our game, effectively. And the wonderful thing about it is it has elements of, uh, as I say, cooperative, so you, you'd have maybe three or two to four adventurers, um, and they would be controlled by an individual person, and then you would have a games master or dungeon master that would control the rest. Um, typically, in my group, I was the dungeon master, mainly because I really like messing with people. And <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, what we found what we found amazing with it is when you allow people to start doing stuff. Um, that's not really in the rules mechanics, but you kind of make it possible. So very D and D aspect. Yeah. Um, one particular example, and I'm going to get a little bit vulgar here right now, but don't worry. My soothing tone should hopefully make this sensual. Um, no, it's not. It's it's gonna it's gonna be horrifying. Um, <laughs> there were the the guys went into a room. There were a load of barrels in there. One of the guys had been giving me jip. And he was he was trying to power game it, and I was like, "You're not getting this. Like, if you keep on trying to power game, I'm going to start punishing you." Didn't say this out loud, but this is what the thought process was going in my head. So he was like, "I'm going to find all the gold in the room. I want to search all the room." And I was like, "You can't search all the room. There's like seven barrels in here. It'll take you ages." He's like, "All right, I'm searching this barrel." I was like, "Right, okay. It's pretty dark in there. You can't see what's in the barrel." 
He's like, I'm going to put my hand in. I was like, you feel something soft and squidgy. And he's like, okay. <laughs> Pulls his hand out. It's shit in the barrel. So really? it's like, yeah, there's shit on your fingers. And he was like, uh. So then he tried to rub it off on another person's cloak. At this point, I was like, I'm messing with this person. I was like, person's whose cloak it is. See if you spot this. <laughs> so it made him roll and he spotted it. And I was like, do you like the fact that he's rubbing shit on you? And he's like, no, I don't. I was like, what are you going to do about it? It's like, <laughs> it turned into a fight and it was amazing. Um, and it, yeah, I love doing stuff like that where you just get to mess around. Um, the wonderful thing about Warhammer Crest as well is once you finish your dungeon, you have like a traveling aspect and you have to go to a town, a village, or something like that where you would stock up, resupply, train, upgrade, you know, X, Y, Z kind of thing. But as you're traveling towards it, there are events that happen. So there might be a pickpocket which comes along and uh, he offers you some bread. Um, but what he's actually doing is he's stealing like half your money and you've got to go through all these different encounters. It's... It's simple enough that there are rules all explained out so you don't have to... It's not reliant on a DM creating the world as much, which is nice. So it's got a nice kind of structure element to it that the games master can just run with it. Mm -hmm. And he, he doesn't need to come up with things. It's just there. You just roll a dice and the account has happened. He can just step in if he wants to... Um, if he wants to um, basically... Uh, like change the direction effectively. Yeah. Um, one other example was they they came out of a dungeon and they got um, loads of items, loads of really powerful weapons, and they and but they were working for Karl Franz, which is the Emperor in Warhammer Fantasy times, and he he basically said you need to give them all to me. Um, and one of the guys is a pirate, and he basically convinced the Emperor to like have a, a gambling contest to see whether or not they would keep the weapons. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was messing with them. So I was playing with the emperor and I basically just make, started making him gamble or rolling the dice and stuff like that. And he ended up losing all their weapons. <laughs> it was amazing. It's like some people, if you kind of like power gaming it and like working out the meta so you can beat it, you might not enjoy it as much as the people that experience just being laughing that you got screwed over. Um, yeah. I, I think, I think that's what I love. I love watching people get screwed over. I love watching myself get screwed over because it's generally funny to laugh at yourself and other people, because if everyone's laughing, it's got to be a good game. That's um, true. so Warhammer quest is my, Oh, another thing I need to mention about it. Every single Warhammer creature is available to appear in a dungeon. So if you're into hobby collecting stuff, you can basically collect everything and model it so it shows up in a dungeon. There is a bestiary, which is 10 levels. Each level has 30, 40 different monsters on it, going nice. from rat to bloodthirster. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it's the whole spectrum. So it's it's a phenomenal game. Um, I'm I'm sad that they keep on doing stuff like Curse City, Blackstone Fortress, and stuff like that. 
when I'm like, guys, just go back to the original. Go go back to the original. <laughs> You'll be fine. It trust me, everyone loves it. But they don't. They keep on going with stuff like that. So yeah. and that's fine. But maybe one day. Yeah, maybe one day. How about yourself, old pickle tan? Well, what? speaking speaking of laughing uh, at yourself uh, getting screwed over, I think mm. I'm going to have to say that my favourite sort of boxed board game that Games Workshop does is Blood Bowl. Yeah, um, getting screwed over. Yeah, the, that game has. I have had so many fun experiences playing that game, like. Right from first edition all the way through, mm-hmm. uh, like they did the the new box in 2016, where they sort of relaunched the support for it, and um, and then the new one that's, that's just come out, the uh, season two or whatever it's called. Um, mm-hmm. Like I, I love Blood Bowl. I have so many Blood Bowl teams. It is the game that I have probably played the most over the last few years. Um, yeah, I, I love 40k, and I'm really enjoying getting into Age of Sigma. But um, just be I, from a. Uh, a time like yeah aspects like blood bowl is a lot quicker to play in some cases mm. not all mm-hmm. cases but in some cases uh yes. it's a lot less faff because there's less to carry about you know i don't have to have a, a massive box full of an entire army like, i can just turn up with like 12 models and not even I, have to have 12, I don't even have to have 12 i can just take 11 like if i just want a, a team with no subs um yeah and that and that's it but i love the rule set i love how I don't think, and I might get some heat in the comments, but I don't think that there is a more balanced game that Games Workshop yeah. does than Blood Bowl. Have you tested out the new version? Yeah, I haven't, but I've heard mixed reactions about I, the new version. I've played I've played a couple of games of the new version. Yeah. Okay. Okay, interesting. But yes, I, I would agree. Blood Bowl, Blood Bowl is also is fair and unfair in equal measures. Yeah. I would like to say because you uh, <laughs> you you don't want to get attached to things, but you do get attached to things, and yeah. that's when that person dies. But it's it's that it's that weird like it's amazing how the game manages to. It rewards you for your players doing well by those players mm-hmm. then getting upgraded, but then all, that also then makes you not want to use your best players in case mm-hmm. they die. <laughs> and it's yeah. sort of like I've had I've had games before where I have done absolutely ridiculous like plays like that that I should not be able to do. Like they should not have worked. Um, like looking at them from a statistical point of view, like the amount of sort of five ups and six ups that I've needed to roll to like dodge yeah. through a, a group of people and then like go for it a couple of times to score a touchdown. Like it, it should not work, but on those occasions, like you do it and like even your opponent wants to watch you do it because they want you to do it because it's ridiculous. Like yeah. I, I don't know any other game where I actively root for my opponent. Like Yeah, t- to try something absolutely bonkers. Don't get me wrong. There's people that power game in Blood Bowl and that sort of sure. cheese it, and you know they they just play to win and that's it. Um, but I think by and large, like Blood Bowl is just that game that encourages fun and good sportsmanship, and mm-hmm. just yeah encourages you to do stupid stuff because it's all about the spectacle. Um, yeah, yeah, like it's throwing like I could, a goblin could, halfway across the field and stuff like that. Yeah, it's like I could play it safe and like maybe I'll get one, or I could try this. And it'll be absolutely epic if it yeah. works out. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, I've I've got so many. I've got uh, Skaven team is my favorite. That's what I tend to use the most. Um, I absolutely love my Skaven team. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as that, I've got uh, an old orc team. I've got a black orc team. That, well, that's nearly finished painting. Um, I've got a dark elf team. I've got a vampire team. I've got a halfling team. Uh, so halflings. I'm going to step in here. Halflings are possibly the best team to play ha- against and play with. Halflings because, are so much fun. Because they are getting squished. And- so, a few, <laughs> a few years ago, um, I did the first uh, yearly birthday blood bowl bash mm-hmm. um, with a few of my friends, and we decided to do a stunty cup. So mm-hmm. we we either took halflings or goblins, uh, as as teams, mm-hmm. so that it was all it, it, it was basically just a load of short people shoving each other about in the middle of a pitch. <laughs> that game, that like that tournament that we did was so brutal because because everything's so small, but everything's like quite weak. But then because everything's so small, it sort of evens out, and yeah. like there were so many casualties. Um, right, but that yeah, was that- such a good tournament. I really really enjoyed that. Uh, but yeah, I agree. Halflings amazing to play. It's kind of hard to explain to people like when you play Blood Bowl because the concept of going into Blood Bowl is basically don't expect to win and don't be shocked that your team gets absolutely mauled by yep. the other team. As soon as you get it, you'll get it. And yeah. it's just this wonderful sensation of right. Let the carnage begin. And That's it. You go just... in, go into Blood Bowl expecting to have fun, not expecting to win. Right, right, exactly that. It's as as you say. Some people kind of metagame it, and they might get upset that they've lost. But the idea is to just appreciate silliness, laughing at yourself laughing yep. at your opponent and just enjoying the slaughter to be honest yeah well that, that's it and it's it, it so sometimes it doesn't matter like you'll get matchups sometimes and you'll think oh i'm gonna win this easy because i'm using whatever and they're using you know something else that's like a lot weaker doesn't matter mm. first I, yep. I um just a couple of years ago now a few years ago i was playing my skaven team went to play against my friend's uh ogre team yeah um and he had ogres and then a few uh like grots or noblars or something um that went with it mm. or oh, it might have been goblins or something i don't know some some tiny noblars um, are the ones that usually go with ogres yeah so i put my freshly painted rat ogre um, <laughs> you've heard this story before i put my i put my freshly painted rat ogre that i've been working on for a couple of weeks i was really really proud of it it was like a little conversion um, from uh, it's, uh, it's Screaming Bell. Is that the kit? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I took a rat ogre from that. I painted it all up. It was his first game. I was so excited to use him. I put him front and center uh, on the touchline. <laughs> and my friend put a Noblar in front of him. Um, first turn, my rat ogre got killed outright. <laughs> Uh, it rolled a block, hit the block, broke through my armor, rolled damage, killed me. First turn. That rat ogre has never been on the pitch since. Um, he's been retired. He will never see the light of day again. Um, and it's it's stories like that that make me absolutely love 
the game. Other right. stories, like like I mentioned earlier, like the uh, one game I was playing, it was like last turn, and mm. I I had the chance to score a touchdown. I had to do like a million dodges to get through like three or four of his players that were all sort of cramped together with a Skaven gutter runner. So it's not unfeasible, but it was still hard. Like the amount of like fives and sixes I had to roll. I dodged through everything, ran up the pitch. I had to go for it three times because he'd got a whatever the skill is that lets him go for it an extra time. Sprint or I think it's sprint or show feet or show feet. It's a reroll, I think. Uh, yeah, sure. So I think it's real. sprint. Um, so I went for it. Fine, went for it again, failed, re-rolled it, passed it second time. The third go for it, which would have won me the game. <laughs> Can you guess Tr- what I rolled? <laughs> I'm sure you just rolled that one, didn't you? I did. I just rolled that one uh, and <laughs> fell flat on my face and the, it was ended up being a tie. But it was still hilarious. Like The <laughs> fact that I managed to do all of that and then I just trip over my own feet at the end. There were, there were elements in Blood Bowl as well, which um, if you start using all the uh, crowd interactions and stuff and kickoff mm-hmm. events, that you uh, just don't, like, you can go in with the meta game set and go, right, I'm going to do this. If you throw in those interactions, half your team might be killed before it even starts or yeah. knocked out. You're like, Especially if you start using the, uh, like, the nasty... Is it nasty play or foul play or something? Whatever the, the cards yeah. are uh, that you get, um, and like using those like before the game as well, which gives you like even more like special rules and stuff. It right. it's just it's just such a good game, and there's such a nice variety. There's there's literally a team out there for everyone, um, depending mm-hmm. on your play style. Uh, like I say, I, I prefer using Skaven. Um, I've got a bit of a like a thing for sort of fast but very very soft. Uh, teams. That's why I like Dark Eldar so much. Um, but I've got uh, I've got elves, uh, Dark Elves. I've got Skaven. They're they're probably my favourite two teams. Orcs are really fun to play. But like, if you're playing Orcs, then you like the ball's like a secondary objective. Yeah, um, you're there to kill them. <laughs> yeah, you're just there to smash the other team into oblivion. Because um, yeah. they're fun to play. Um, but yeah, I, I absolutely love it. If you if you want a power game, this is man a kind of. At, at the forefront of that um what as well we should probably mention um blood bowl on um steam or on xbox is not a million miles off what the board game's like um, no i mean it is running off the old the editions yeah yeah it is running off the but old blood bowl edition now three's on its yeah blood bowl three's on its way though yeah so i that- don't know when because it was supposed to be out the end of last year then it got pushed back to the first quarter of this year but we're now God in the second COVID. quarter of this year and yeah. it's still not out and there's still no word on when it's out um i think that no. i don't know if it's an open beta but i've played the beta a couple of times and it is like it looks good and it plays all right so whenever that yeah. comes out uh, but you can pick up labo too it's usually on offer like like yeah. nine times out of ten every other month it's on sale for like the uh, legendary edition uh, which gets you all the dlc all the extra teams and stuff and you can mm-hmm. usually pick it up for like five or six quid um, yeah. on on everything as well not just on steam that's on xbox and everything um like i said it is a slightly older edition of the rules but it's not a million miles away yeah um, if you want so. if you want to get the hang of the basics it's probably like a good a good starting point um because mm-hmm. yeah i I I found out um, via playing that that lizard men are possibly one of the most broken teams. As L- soon as lizard, you... lizard men get all the strength of the the strong teams and all the speed of the fast teams. Yeah, 
Right. And it's just like, how do you deal with that? Because effectively, you just cage up the skinks with the Saurus and then deck everyone. And yeah. then the skinks run at a phenomenal speed to score. And you're like, yeah. Because normally know. what happens is like you have, um, like you have, you have a team, like my Skaven, for example, are all like fast ish. And then I usually have a couple of gutter runners, which are really fast. And then I have one Rat Ogre, which is my big powerhouse. Um, mm-hmm. Other teams like Orcs and stuff, generally, like it's it's about a 50 50 split. Um, if you have yeah. goblins, like you'll have half half of them are Orcs, which are sort of, I don't want to say they're strong. They are very average, just like normal Orcs, like sort of middle yeah. up road. Uh, and then the goblins are a little bit faster, but they're obviously squidgier. Whereas, mm. yeah, liz- lizard men are just like, you get really, really strong stuff and then loads of fast stuff. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's broken to the point where I felt bad playing against people in our little league that we did. It was just like <laughs> smack, smack. Sorry, I killed that guy. Sorry, I killed that guy. Um, yeah, it's just yeah. one of those things. But it yeah, fun. it's Blood Bowl. Uh, couldn't agree. Blood Bowl would be second on my hit list. To be fair, for board games, it is just it is phenomenal. Are there any? Um so if, if Games Workshop were to, like, you know, pie in the sky idea here, if Games Workshop mm. came up to you today and said, Elston, we need your help. Um, mm. We want to release a new boxed game uh, that is, it can have miniatures in it. Um, it can have, like, expansions where you can buy extra miniatures or, or whatever to put in it. Or it can just be a once, one-off standalone thing. Um mm. What would you like to see? Like, what would the setting be? Like, would you have it set somewhere completely new, or would you have it set in in one of the ex- existing universes? Um, and what sort of gameplay would you like to see? Uh, so that that's an interesting question. I mean, um, I what I would like to see is a a kind of Warhammer Quest style thing, um, but exploring the old world. Because mm-hmm. um, Age of Sigma, they're still kind of exploring that new universe in its own right, and th- they'll carry on doing that. Um, whereas the old world was kind of mapped out, but I think a lot of people don't know it. Um, and I think if they came up with a clever way to explore and like sort of show you that old world in a kind of adventurous style setting something like that i mean i'm gonna lean back towards warhammer quest on a monstrous level but if you if you generally had like a campaign with a dungeon element or possibly a you know everyone always wants that ultimate uh if you're going into the sci-fi element everyone wants to and i don't know how many people have actually done this they do that big versus small game so they'll go from like battlefleet gothic with the spaceships down to boarding a planet or landing on a planet and then they would like maybe have a 40k game mm-hmm. or titans and then go down to like kill team levels to do things and they make it all this big long campaign mm-hmm. um I would like something like that, um, like a old world campaign map, um, but it'd be kind of story driven or at least um, adventuring kind of element to it where you could grow and uh, level up and uh, uh, definitely a co-op game. I think yeah. co-op games are, are, are when you, it's either, 
it's either a one-on-one or a co-op game. I like. I don't. Yeah, any other kind of formula, I think, is kind of a bit of a mm, it could work. It might not work. Like three v like three on, well, not three on three, but three players versus each other never works because two gang up on one, and then that's then it just becomes a one on one after that. Yeah. So yeah, I I would like some kind of adventuring old world just so it could explain a little bit more because I haven't read all the stories of the old world and it'd be quite nice to have like a fun way to like uh, bump into Skarsnik or like Grimgore Ironhide or whatever and just meet all of these characters which everyone loved. Um, I think that would be a kind of also a nice kind of salute to them because they're not around these days. So it'd be yeah. a quite quite a nice way of saying yeah, we still remember them and here they are in a story. That would be cool. Um, I think for myself, um, like have, have you ever did you ever play Mordheim? Yeah, uh, I didn't play. Well, I think I played it once, but I didn't. Um, it, it was a little bit before my actual time. So I, I've played gaming. Mordheim a couple of times, uh, but more recently, the the sort of the uh, more recent sort of version or a version uh, would be Frostgrave. Right, um, right. So the idea is you have a, a, a leader or Frostgrave, you have a wizard and an apprentice, and then you build up your warband, which is made up of uh, thugs and soldiers and all sorts of stuff. Mordheim was, um, I think, the like the original for that sort of style of gameplay. Yeah, um, it's where everything stemmed from. I'm assuming so because everything else like calls itself Mordheim like. So, mm-hmm. um, the basic idea is you build up your warband, and then the more you play them, like your characters level up and gain experience, and then they are able to do more stuff and they get better at stuff. And the idea is that you're exploring, like each mission, there'll be different objectives, like you've got to secure treasure or do XYZ. Now, I played a couple of games of Mordheim years and years and years ago. Um, liked it but never got into it very very much it was when i was a lot younger uh, but in mm. more recent times i played a hell of a lot of frostgrave and i absolutely love frostgrave uh, they've got a new <laughs> game out as well that's from northstar um uh, i think so uh, maybe, i think yeah. it's offspray games do the book maybe and then I think, yeah, Northstar, might be Northstar do the, do the models yeah, yeah, maybe. Uh, but they've got a new game, uh, Stargrave, which is essentially Frostgrave, but in space. Now, mm-hmm. my pitch for a game from Games Workshop would be that it would be Mordheim, but it would be set in the 40k universe. Um, mm-hmm. And I'd go straight out there and I would say, no, you know, no space marines, nothing like that, because you wouldn't get yeah. that random stuff like that it would be a smaller warband um more akin to sort of like rogue trader maybe um yeah, yeah. like like sort of level stuff um and you you do that maybe you kit out your ship you can upgrade your ship like as your base as you play through you'll get better weapons better upgrades and stuff you'll get better at different things like maybe you can have um like a psycho or something i don't i don't know the yeah. the proper ins and outs but i would love to see something like that set in the 40k universe where you because, like, um, they did the... What was the... There was a role-playing game they did recently, the 40k one. Uh, um, it wasn't Blackstone 40... It, no, no, it was an actual of... role-playing game. Um, oh. 
where like you could pick what you want to play as, and like if one guy picked a space marine, it puts the threat level up. So like you you oh, might be a space yeah. marine, but then everyone else like might be guardsmen. Yeah, and I know then, there used there used to be a, a role playing series called Dark Heresy, which was a forty k role playing, but that was a while ago that came out. I think like it's a, I think it's a recent thing. Last few okay. years, I might I might be misremembering, uh, but like something like that. Where, so it'd be lots of smaller, you know, not like big space marines and uh, com- mm-hmm. like stuff like that. Like you'd have like rogue traders or like maybe like uh, like a, a commissar, like you know, that's sort of abandoned his his purse or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. And you'd have stuff like that, and you'd go through, and you just you go, you'd explore. You'd like, you know, you have some missions where you're, you're trying to get sneak in and out and get stuff. You have other missions where you're trying to sort of infiltrate somewhere else. I just think mm-hmm. it'd be, that that could be quite cool, and it gives you that opportunity. It's a it's a nice combination between sort of narrative role playing gameplay and um, like tabletop. Uh, fighting like with, with your stats yeah. and stuff like you would do in a, in a normal game um, it's all skirmish level so you usually sort of around you know up to 10 models ish per team yeah. um, you've also got the opportunity to like play a one-on-one against an opponent or to work cooperatively like yeah. you teamed up to take on something else um, that's sort of uh, played by the AI like I think that that would be a really really cool idea, and I know a lot of people like really like Mordheim, and a lot of people would probably just want Mordheim back in the fantasy setting. Me personally, I've always been more of a sci-fi person than a fantasy person. I mean, don't get me wrong, I do love like you sort of classic high fantasy, but I've always been more of a sci-fi person, and having something like that. I would absolutely love it. Now, whether there's actually a market for this, I don't know. Stargrave seems to be getting a lot of traction um, mm-hmm. and, and be, you know, every, a lot of people seem to be getting really into it. Those people that might play this might just stick with Stargrave. I don't know, but that's what I'd like to right. see. Like like I said, like a my dream scenario. And I think as well, to for anyone that's listening, um, if there is a game out there which Pickle has just described and we've just not played it yet, uh, please let us know as well because we haven't played every single game. So there may well be, I think what we found in maybe our journeys is there are lots of games which have got elements of what we'd want in one game. So we just pick all the elements we like and slam them into one. Um, yeah. Like so, Necromunda's kind of along that lines a little bit. It's kind of in the sci-fi, but it's grounded down into one hive. So you can't go on a ship and like explore somewhere else or anything like that. You're stuck in a hive. Um, a Blackstone Fortress was kind of the same. You've got a ship, but you don't really have much in the upgrade side of things. It's mm-hmm. just that um like the rogue trader boxes and stuff like that so there's all like these elements we we kind of like to see in it they're very much i think on my side of things and in yours is the element of like a, a little bit of role play in there as well that's it and yeah because it's i i really like playing role playing games like, i love playing mm-hmm. D. um the problem is, is it's hard to commit to that sort of thing because realistically yeah. like the story is what drives that like it, it is mm-hmm. a story and that's it um, yeah. obviously there's combat in it and stuff but it's a role playing game first and foremost so yeah. you have to sort of commit to doing that on a, a, a regular basis to keep that up whereas something yeah. like um, like like Frostgrave or, or whatever the 40k version would be if they did it you mm. could you, like each mission is a standalone thing and you yeah. keep your character sheet or your, your warband sheet or whatever and yeah. 
You just pick it up when you need to. Yeah, you pick it up and you play it. Same as you do with Blood Bowl. You don't have to play Blood Bowl every week. Like, you still got your roster with all your upgrades yeah. and everything, and you, you sort of do that. I think I think that that could be a, a cool game. Like I said, mm-hmm. Games Workshop, probably not likely to do it. But <laughs> I would absolutely yeah. love it if they did. Like, something like that, I would, I would absolutely love. To be honest, if they brought Mordheim back and started supporting that again... I'd play yeah. that as it is. Like I'd play the fantasy version yeah. um, because I like that sort of mix of RPG and tabletop. Uh, but I right. would love a sci-fi version. Yeah, indeed. And Games Workshop, if you're listening and you do do it, we definitely want to be in the credits. So yeah, just just put, just put be, us at the back. Just 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 send us some money. Put, <laughs> us, put pictures in the books of us. Give us some praise. You know, we don't mind taking the royalties. That's fine. Yeah, and we'll, we'll yeah, do that. We'll have, take that hit. <laughs> you, you, you can have it. It's fine. Um, so there we go. They, they were our favourite games and sort of pie-in-the-sky ideas for what we'd like to see uh, if if we could make our own uh, boxed game from GW. Uh, let us know in the comments down below uh, or over on the Pickle Jar Discord, link down below in the description, uh, what you would like to see if you could have any sort of board game, any style of gameplay, um, and what your favourite games are that are currently out. Let us know in the comments down below. And... That is going to do it for this week. We have mm. uh, we've managed almost an hour anyway, which is mm. cool. Uh, we weren't yeah. sure if we were going to. We thought it might be a little bit shorter, but it's ended up being about the right length. So yeah. that's always a good sign. Uh, as I mentioned yeah. at the start of the episode, there's no snack attack this week uh, because Elston can't taste anything, and no. this is a bonus episode anyway. So the next episode will be out in a couple of weeks, and we'll be back on our regular routine. Then um, we'll have a snack attack for you. Uh, the book for the uh, story time. Uh, for the next episode is Gazgul Thracker, uh, mm-hmm. the book. I have already finished it. Um, I, I, I finished it listening. in record time. Um, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, you, you slammed through that one. I, I've just it, started listening to it because I'm like, oh, I've got to play catch up. I mean, I've loved reading the Necron books that I've read recently, but if I'm being completely honest, I have not been as sort of enthralled and wanting to carry on. Because like, I've enjoyed reading those, but like, I'll get to the end of a chapter and I can, I've gone... Right, okay, that you know, I've read for today. I'll go and do something else and I'll carry on tomorrow. And I've took it very steady. This book, yeah. I have just I've just gone, oh, just one more chapter. Just one more chapter. <laughs> um, I've absolutely loved it. I mean, most of it I read on the train to London and on the train on the way back from London. because um, yeah. that was like two and a half hours either way. Yeah. So uh, I, I got a lot of reading done then all in one go. Like I think I'd read two about two thirds of the book by the time I got back from London. Uh, but yeah, yeah I've finished reading it. So if you want to uh, to read that, you've got a couple of weeks um, or listen to it on audiobook. Uh, you've got a couple of weeks and we'll be talking about that on the next episode. Um, and we'll have, yeah, we'll have a snack attack for you as well because hopefully Elston will be back in mm. full health by the time uh, we record the next episode. I goddamn hope so. <laughs> Elston, uh, where can people find you on the World Wide Web? Uh, tell the lovely people, please. So, um, basically what you do is you go to a newsagent, you find the top shelf magazine, you flick to the back where the numbers are, and there'll be one circle that says El Lovin. Um, Call that number and you can reach me, and you can have this voice for £3.50 a minute. And oh, it's will... gone up. £3.50 a minute now. Shh, it's actually four quid. Just don't, don't, <laughs> don't tell them. Shh. 
Um, if you want to find me, I'm on uh, my cha- YouTube channel, Else Nation. You can find videos of me doing silly things there. Uh, there's Instagram, Facebook. Um, yeah, you can find me there. And if you want to get in contact, uh, drop us a message. Yeah, on the pickle jar. Uh, Discord server is probably the best place. Um, and everyone, I hope anyone else that's had COVID as well, I feel your pain and I apologize. I didn't realize what you were going through. I do now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it does allow me to charge £4 a minute. So yeah, I'm making go. money at least. Every cloud. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can find me over on my YouTube channel, The Pickle Jar, or you can find me live on my live stream channel every Wednesday and every other Sunday morning, um, where I do live streams talking about Warhammer, painting Warhammer, building Warhammer, uh, and other stuff, not just Games Workshop, but like other models as well. Um, I am sort of in the midst of starting my big Star Wars Legion uh, project. Um, I had nice. yet another delivery the other day. Uh, I have <laughs> uh, more clones now. Um, Mm-hmm. I've got a bunch of ARC Troopers and mm. the ATRT Walker. Um, right, cool. Which I've no idea how many go in a unit, but I've got a lot of them. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to do stuff yet, um, but I'll, <laughs> I've got a lot more stuff. So yeah. the big Star Wars project is continuing. Just doing a typical Wargamer thing and buying the entire army and then go, right, how do I use this? Yeah, how does this work? Um, how does this so, work? Look out for the big Star Wars project video. That should be sort of the middle of next month. Um, mm-hmm. The plan is to get started filming this as soon as I've finished on the current video. Wonderful. Uh, so you can look out for that coming out. You can also find me over on Geek Gaming Scenics, uh, where I am more often than not in those videos uh, with Luke, um, even if I'm just priming his models because I don't trust him with an airbrush. <laughs> um, but thank you very much for listening. Thanks for tuning in today. If you've enjoyed the show, uh, leave us a like or a review. Uh, leave us a comment and let us know what you think and let us know about your favourite games. Uh, if you've got any suggestions for Snack Attack or books or anything else for the podcast, leave those over on the Discord server. A link for everything that we've mentioned will be down below in the description or in the show notes. And that is going to do it from us this week. So thank you very much for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We have to find out a way to end this one. I think think they need to get their money's worth, right? Should I just... I just, like, see if you can hit the same register I'm rocking at at the moment, and uh, we'll just have a conversation about beans. When I try to go deep, though, I, I start to sound like a, a distinguished gentleman. I have to put a voice on. So I can go, oh, yes. Yeah. When I go deep, I, I tend to grunt. Mm. 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 Oh, yeah. Oh, Miss Moneypenny. <laughs> Why did you go Sean Connery? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Miss Moneypenny. <laughs> told you it's just what happens (laughs) oh i think that'll do it